So Levi, um, we took the month of January off. Yeah, kind of accidentally. Yeah, sort of intentionally, sort of unintentionally. Mm-hmm. But I think it was good because it it um, prevented us from having to make jokes about mm-hmm. a legitimately scary time. Like I don't know that yeah. I would have had anything funny to say um, during yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. However, I did want to let our listeners know about a couple of ventures I'm launching here soon because mm. uh, I do think there's a market opportunity yeah. in our society right now. So I wanted to let uh, just let everybody know about KuFinder. Uh, that's the Eventbrite <laughs> for Organized Rebellion. Uh, also want to let everybody out there know about MagaMatch, uh, which is the dating website where Trump supporters can finally find love. And my new conservative equity crowdfunding platform, Capital Riot. Uh, we're storing your capital. It's a revolution. Let's make the Fuck me, that's good. I was really proud of Coup Finder. Yeah. Uh, I was also trying to get the appropriate level of like seriousness mm-hmm. to then totally disarm it. Right. No, you had, to, you had to add the gravity in order to like, you know, make right. the fart joke. I, I had to weigh us down before I could set us free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's like, you know, I, I, I like those because, uh, because you know, you build, a, there's a demand for these platforms for people who feel like they're not welcome or right, they're you know, scared of being sort of deplatformed on the, on the mainstream platforms. So mm-hmm. here's, you know, you give them a place. Where they can, you know, sort of do business the way they want to do it, have communication, have discourse the way they want to do it. Right. And then you sell it all to the FBI. Mm-hmm. You and know? as we've seen, you know, with— I mean, with, ha- I mean like, you, 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 you get everybody talking, then you, then you hand all the information to the FBI. I mean, it worked for Parler. Right. It, you could say it worked for Parler. And Parler <laughs> didn't even know no, that they it were worked unaware. for Parler. Yeah, yeah. They didn't a, you know, know they were well, actually the biggest niche. Sometimes out there. you fall into your place in society. You know, sometimes <laughs> you don't decide. Sometimes it just kind of, sometimes the destiny finds you. Right. Sometimes the Redditors decide, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes some hacker on the internet just decides you're going yeah, to jail. You know, but, you know, it, it, had, it had to line up that way. You had to not care about infrastructure or security. Yeah. Uh, clearly not care about infrastructure or security if you're going to storm the Capitol, right? You have to legitimately not care about either one of those things. Okay, seriously, though, uh, it's a new year. Mm-hmm. There are new, insane, never-before-seen things, uh, never, never before seen things happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's made me realize uh, some things about, you know, the, this upcoming generation. You know, like, Levi, we're getting old. And there are folks coming up under us. Their priorities are different. The way they want to live their lives, mm-hmm. it's just different. And, uh, you know, uh, Gen Z, it's all about experiences. You yeah. know, they're all, mm-hmm. they want to be a part of something. They want to take big swings. They want to take big risks. They want to, for instance, uh, occasionally bet their entire life savings on a single stock yeah. based on nothing but their hatred of hedge funds. Yes. And so, you know, I was thinking, okay, that is an important part of... Uh, life you know mm-hmm. it's like you you buy a house you get married you, you meet the person of your dreams you get that big promotion you put your entire ira on gamestop like these are these right. these Those meaningful the moments right. these are just rites of passage from tv to movies to books and fairy tales i mean it always yes. ends in 
let's ruin a hedge fund from the inside. Let's yeah. kill a hedge fund. You know, like mm-hmm. that's like that's the thing. And so, uh, but I was thinking about, okay, well, why aren't more people doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we just now hearing about this? Why aren't more people doing it? Well, it's hard. We, we still live busy lives. There's a pandemic on, Levi. There's a yeah. lot of things going yeah. on. I don't have time. I can't, I can't be bothered. No, by, I like, don't have yeah. time to select a single opportunity to bet mm-hmm. everything I own on. Right. Right? Right. So, introducing YOLO Fund. <laughs> YOLO Fund is the first place where you can put your capital where we will randomly select an all-or-nothing opportunity to bet it all on occasionally, just to keep things fresh. So here's how it works. Uh, you withdraw all the funds out of your IRA, mm-hmm. out of your bank accounts, uh, out of your 401k. Uh, you can even deposit your paychecks directly to YOLO Fund, if that's, if that's what you want to do. Um, and uh, go ahead and uh, make sure you log in with your credit card, because we're also going to need that. Uh, and we're going to just occasionally, without you knowing it, you're going to wake up one morning and be like, hey, just so you know, Steve uh, went ahead and withdrew all your cash, uh, drove to Vegas and bet it on red. <laughs> but good news, you're twice as rich as you were before. <laughs> right? That's or it's one like... Of, that's one of two canned responses. Right? Yeah. Or it's like, or it's like uh, man, can you believe what's going on with these hedge funds right now? Like, like Wall Street bets is just totally... Like, I think now they're putting all their money into AMC. Oh, wait. It looks like all my money's in AMC too, right? Imagine the delight in like you get to experience uh, the nihilistic feeling that money is nothing and worthless to you and betting it all on a ridiculous thing you know nothing about uh, and you didn't have to do any work at all. Right. Right? So I, I think this is a, an, an opportunity mm-hmm. for folks to just occasionally get get that feeling of betting at all without having to do the research. Yeah, yeah. Our experts will select those opportunities for you, is what and, I'm saying. And they'll make sure that they're exactly 50-50 odds. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, uh, just so you know, last night your car was is was bet in a, a uh, what is it, a yellow slip race, <laughs> and, now, and now it's gone. Um, but good news, we also pulled $10,000 against your credit card, and we put that on fucking Tanger outlets, and uh, and the sh- all, the, all 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 the hedge funds had to cover their short sales, and we oh bought God. you a new car. Wow, you know, like it's it, it's like we've always talked about with this generation. It's introducing mm-hmm. unpredictability, right, and uh, right. and excitement into their lives because you know the world wants to take all that joy away from you. Um, you know, yeah. we we want to give that joy back to you. And, and I know what you're thinking, Levi. You're thinking like, well, listen. That's great. It all sounds wonderful. I'm Gabe. I love it. I, I love, you know, like down with the patriarchy. You know, like I want that. I want that in my life. What happens if you bet everything I own on a, a uh, emu race in southern Texas <laughs> and, you, and I lose? And to which, I, to which I always say, oh, so you're one of them. <laughs> you're you're oh, great i, I oh I, yeah great sorry what mm. color what color tie should i buy you instead you know like what are you great i mean are you just gonna collect your paycheck what are you gonna do you're just gonna like trade money with your friends while you laugh at everybody else is that what you're doing with your life <laughs> yolo fund wow i love it and i i feel like you could also you know even in, make the unpredictability a little bit more personal and tie this to like people's receipts. <laughs> you look at their at their existing spending habits. And you're like, oh, they bought dipping dots. Let's put all of their money on dipping oh, dots. I see, but you're but you're not but you're not thinking big enough. 
because Dippin' Dots legit like they're I don't know if you know this their freezers oh, yeah. are being used to preserve vaccine mm-hmm. like they have that Dippin' Dots they actually has value technology the ice cream of the future they, of the future right. but that's not but that's not cool what's mm-hmm. cool is like you wake up in the morning and you get a you get a push notification on your phone from your Yolo Fund app and it's like hey just so you know exactly you know thirty seven percent of your four hundred one k is currently hidden in a Dippin' Dots freezer somewhere in the city. <laughs> The you first have person to find minutes. it gets it. You know, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, yes. It's like, it's basically the, the plot of Die Hard Three. Yeah, this is it's this is like if the Joker ran a fund, just yes. just to yeah. watch the yeah. money burn, or the weird German guy from Die Hard Three. Ah, uh, yes, I, I was always rooting for that guy. He was cool. I kind of liked him. You know, I was ready. I met the man with seven wives. Seven wives had seven pies. <laughs> Man, I feel like the villains from movies like that, like Die Hard 3, Speed, like all those villains, they they had such like unwavering conviction. Well, but that's the but that's the, you know, not to not to, you know, break your flow here, but like I mean the perfect example of that is, you know, God rest his soul, but Alan Rickman as yeah. Hans Gruber in Die Hard 1. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people who are like I kind of wanted him to win. Yeah. Like I understand yeah. why Bruce Willis, why John McClane had to win. Mm-hmm. But like Hans Gruber was badass. And I think, you know, yeah. uh, Die Hard is such a tight, tight film in the sense that, like, you look at... They've gotten back to this, I think, lately with been like, oh, save your son or your daughter right, or whatever. Right. Small but steps, Die, yeah. Die Hard has the classic problem where it's like, movie one, your wife is in this tower mm-hmm. and she's being held hostage. Yep. Movie two, there's a international terrorist with a plot in the military who's going to take down a whole airport and then right. fly off to safety, right? Die Hard 3, the entire state of, or the entire city of New York is in danger. And then, like, Die Hard 4 is like, America is going to burn. You know, like, it's like it suffers from scale issues. Right. And then Die Hard 5 is, Die Hard 5 is in space, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Die Hard in space. Die Hardly, hardly, hardly weightless. Die Hard. Yeah. Die Die Hard hard or get rich trying. Die Hard or uh, Die Hard, die, Die on Mars. Die, die harder um, amongst the stars. Dying with the stars. Tonight on CNBC. Dying with the stars. The masked. I just said the CNBC. Masked vigilante. Why would, that, why would CNBC? that be on CNBC? <laughs> that, would be, that would be quite the twist. And that, that kind of programming on CNBC is akin to when TLC, the learning channel, started yeah. airing like... You know all the reality TV shows, Tra- oh, like Trading Spaces. Yeah. It's like, what did I learn? <laughs> I I learned I learned that there's no effing way any of this stayed in anybody's house for more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like when they when they pan- when like Ty Pennington's like, here's your new home, and they move the bus, and then the camera pans away, and the house falls down because like because <laughs> like that's, and it's like, oh, by the way, the property taxes will be more than you make in a year. Yep. So just go ahead and I guess pay that up. <laughs> Oh man, no, I I do I I am a sucker for those kind of movies, for the you know like Speed and, and Die Hard, yeah, um, yeah, and and those kind of like impossibility moments where like the bus has to jump over the bridge, you know, right, yeah, um, which is why or, or I, Keanu has to emote. Well, well, I mean, missed the mark on a couple of those films, but yeah, he'll keep trying, and uh, but like. Alcatraz, you know, um, that what was that what was that movie with Alcatraz? Uh, the, the Rock. Rock. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like that. Imagine that kind of... The Rock starring The Rock. But it's but it's gonna it's it's gonna be The Rock uh-huh. and uh, I don't know who's the new Sean Connery. The new Sean Connery. Well, I guess it would, well it would be Daniel Craig, wouldn't it? Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't think but he, they, I don't think he's like, Sean Connery enough. But like the the Rock and Daniel Craig mm-hmm. in a movie where they're <laughs> trying to escape a Nick Cage. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the well, Cage, not a Nick Cage. The Nick the Cage. The Nick Cage. It's, Nick it's Cage a giant, as like, himself. He becomes the giant thing from The Wicker Man, <laughs> and they're trapped inside of him. <laughs> Peace! Anyway, I promised to let you actually pitch your pitch. Yeah, well, I, I actually have – I've got a few. I want to riff okay. on, on yeah. a couple of these. Some of these yeah. are like, you know, I, I want to develop maybe a couple of them and then sell them. Uh, sell these ideas. Mm. Just the ideas. Um, just yeah, the, on idea. the idea. Market. Right, right, right. I'll shop the yeah. idea around once it's you know, we'll get a shop once it. it's fleshed yeah. out. You know, a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know how like you know you pop popcorn and then you eat some of it and then mm-hmm. it sits out and then you wake up the next morning and and there it is. Right, the bowl of popcorn is still there. That's and, a universal experience. Right, and then yeah. you of course grab a handful and you eat it and it's a different kind of corn. Right? Mm-hmm. Stale popcorn has a certain squeak to it. Right? <laughs> it, it, like, it brings back these sleepover vibes. Madam, right? you have a certain squeak about you I that I find. I notice. You have a certain <laughs> squeak about I you. I find it utterly fascinating. <laughs> Ravishing. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I, I feel like everyone is trying to make and bag popcorn that is fresh and like crunchy and crispy and feels like it's like it was just popped right yeah yeah well i'd like to introduce last night's corn (laughs) it's it's when you when you want last night's corn (laughs) but you don't want to wait a day (laughs) you you want the you want the squeak and the (laughs) and the like just Mm. like two degrees away from soggy Get that next day squeak. And you want it right now. You know, but right, get that next day squeak right out of the bag. It's the next best thing to time travel if I you think, think about it. I think, I think you really miss an opportunity to call this morning corn. Morning corn. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's, I think that, that that's would good. then just be a breakfast cereal. Yeah. Oh, um, that's, that, that is your, your, yeah. your leaving room for the brain extension. That's yeah. your morning corn is what you put. And then you put it in milk. Right. So you have last night's corn, which is kind of like, you know, you, you're smoking – and you need a snack. Yeah. And you yeah. have this craving for you know, 24 hour old popcorn. Yeah. No, for um, sure. Yeah. And then, but, but then you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh man, I just want some popcorn cereal. And that's morning yeah, that's corn. your morning corn. Yeah. That's your morning corn. Well, so, you know, I, I, that gives me two, two sort of thoughts there. One is, is my mother's one of those people who intentionally burns popcorn because she loves burned popcorn. Okay. And I'm surprised no one has disturbing. just started selling. Like just charcorn, you know, like just like this is just slightly burnt popcorn right out of the bag. Like people yeah. would buy that. And the huh. the other one is uh, I, I want what you've done with popcorn, except that that is my approach to the giant uh, plastic tub of cheese puffs. Yeah, the cheese balls. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. You got to air those out. Oh, well, the first thing I do, I buy that from co- bring that bad boy down from uh, bring a, bring that bad boy down from a from a Costco, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I get the big you know the industrial sized tub of cheese puffs. I just uh, unscrew that cap. Just dump them out in the counter. Yeah, just dump yep. them right out. And, and some you, get in the floor, and that's fine right. because they pick up some it, flavor. You roll down around there a little too. bit. Yeah, 
You really, really, I'm just letting yeah, it, I'm letting it breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you make a pour over coffee, you got to let the grounds bloom. Yeah, yeah. That's and, what I'm uh, doing with my cheese puffs. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what you should do with a good wine too. You know, you got to you got to <laughs> let it breathe. You got to pour it into the decanter. You got to pour you need hot water puff directly decanter. into it, and then let it bubble. And then, uh, and then you, it's, you a, know. it's a cheese puff decanter that you yeah. should sell that as a product instead of pouring it on. Has this ever happened to you? You buy the big old jug of cheese puffs from Costco, and then you have no other option but to pour it out on your counter. Introducing pufferator. <laughs> I'm sorry, but wasn't wasn't puff decanter one of the characters in Cats? Puff decanter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was played by Sean Connery. <laughs> this one is uh, it's data collection as a service, right? So there's a lot of money in data collection, and uh, mm-hmm. but it, and that's what companies want. That's what like you know industries want is data. Well, what do users want, right? Like, what do internet users and browsers want? They want porn. Yes. But what else do they want? They want they want to be exclusive. They want to be on a list, mm. right? So um so this is I'm 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 calling it waitlist right now. I, I don't really know where this is like where this is going to end up, but that's why right. we're here. Well, you you're bringing me in on the ground floor right. and I appreciate that. I, I you always bring me the best deals. Um so so waitlist is a list that everyone wants to be on. Uh, you certainly don't want to miss out, right? This this many people have actually already signed up um, ahead of you, and and you don't okay. want to be at the end of this list. Like you, what is the? Can, just ask. Okay, just ask mm-hmm. a quick question. What is what is what am I waiting for? So in order to find that out, we we first need to get some information from you. Um, <clears throat> we're we're gonna have to just just give us your email address, and we'll send you more information about this you, list. Okay, but and okay, you but... also secure your spot <laughs> on this list. Um, and if you want to jump ahead in line, y- you can. Um, you just have to answer a couple questions, like which one of these products would you most likely purchase in the next three months? <laughs> and you can jump even even farther ahead by inviting your friends to join the list, right? Um, behind you, of course. And with each friend that you yeah. invite to the list, you jump ahead on the list, and mm-hmm. and then yeah, and and as you're like. You know, as time passes and you want to move ahead quicker on the list, because uh, who wouldn't? Who who doesn't want to be at the front of the line, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you just need to answer, you know, really easy questions like which celebrities' endorsement do you trust most, and uh, <laughs> and then like you can even jump straight to the top one hundred of the list um, by answering just questions you already know, like. What's your date of birth? Your mother's maiden name. <laughs> street you grew up on. The first sixteen, like even something simple like the first sixteen digits of your credit card number, right? And and then bam, you are like first in line, and then you can sign up here to be notified of further notifications. <laughs> there's like it's like three, it's like three different kinds of fraud. <laughs> it's like just no, no. I'm just it's like a, it's like a Ponzi. Just, it's a Ponzi it scheme airplane game fishing expedition. <laughs> it's like, hey, well, no, this is where you uh, you get on the ground floor of the pyramid and then you catch a flight to the fishing pond. Right. Like it's just a, yeah, like that's that's what we're all doing. And once you're there, it's just kind of a never-ending treadmill. 
So I just need all of our listeners to go just real quick. Go just bookmark the podcast called The Dream. <laughs> then go uh, find the Wikipedia article for the airplane game. And then uh, just do a quick search for Bernie Madoff. And that should tell you all you need to know to avoid anything even remotely like what Levi just told us about. So, Levi, uh, starting off the year here strong, we have a new listener-submitted pitch. Ooh. Ooh, Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool, right? I'm I'm pretty excited about this. So this is from uh, Salim. Uh, Salim is originally from uh, Burlington, Vermont, and uh, he is the CEO of Zown. That's uh, Z-O-W-N dot I-T. So check out Zown. That's his business. And uh, he... Uh, sent us his pitch attached with his note. Please read my attached pitch on your show. It's the only thing I've accomplished this month. Uh, same, well, Salim. More than same. All I'm going to accomplish is reading your pitch. So thank you. <laughs> You're helping us all. You gave me something to do. So, <clears throat> so uh, buckle in, Levi. This one's this one right. a little long. He really does okay. work here. So, We all have that friend. The one that buys bootleg designer clothes and passes them off as the real thing. Now, you wouldn't say he loves being so broke he can't afford the real deal, or that he's so infatuated with the knockoff that he finds, you know, on AliExpress that he can't give him the five-star reviews. No, he does this because of what those products represent to him, the brand. Now, vegans do the exact same thing. <laughs> what a twist. But with meat. If you've ever walked through a health food store, you'll come across plant-based versions of every animal product imaginable. Vegan burgers, vegan chicken nuggets, vegan butter, vegan milk, vegan cheesecake, eggs, bacon, vegan everything. (laughs) Now, nobody would claim these people love eating bland meat substitutes or that they're so infatuated with genetically modified soy isolate that they can't get enough of it. No. (laughs) Vegans love these products because of what they represent. Meat. (laughs) <laughs> the bottom line is that vegans love meat in fact they love meat so much that they dress up all their plants to look like meat <laughs> it's time to flip the script on meat loving vegans everywhere it's time to cut out the middleman the artificial oh flavors the methyl cellulose the textured vegan protein the look of concern from unsupportive parents who just don't get it <laughs> and give vegans exactly what they want Introducing Carnivore, the first ever line of animal-based versions of plant-based imitation foods. <laughs> Meatless Mondays just got a whole lot more confusing. Oh my God. Using machine learning and AI, Carnivore has combined what people actually want to eat with what they want to pretend they're eating. This is where he has a note here that a compelling Venn diagram pops up. Our product lineup includes The Possible Burger. <laughs> a ground beef innovative twist on an old classic. Almond milk, question mark? Oh, the animal-based version of nobody's favorite beverage. Wow. It's basically cow milk with all the fat, sugar, and protein removed, so it tastes like garbage. <laughs> and the new and improved Soylent Green Vegan Meal Replacement Replacement. <laughs> Peel off the official Hannibal Lecter endorsement sticker to discover the secret ingredient. No. It is meat. Back on the menu. No. The market we're going after oh, with uh, with carnivore is astronomical. I personally hunted vegans for months, <laughs> for months as a part of my primary research. 
<laughs> Tapping every connection I had on LinkedIn, Facebook, Google+, Google Hangouts, Google Meet, uh-huh. Google Docs, Google Cloud, everything. Interviewing every vegan I could find and all their vegan friends, and the results were astonishing. Zero out of zero vegans interviewed indicate that they secretly loved meat. <laughs> that works out to be infinite upside. <laughs> If you're a vegan venture capitalist who loves meat but is too shy to admit it, we want you to invest your yearly Whole Foods budget in us. So together, we can fight animal phobia in your privileged Bay Area socially distanced circles. Or on Clubhouse. (laughs) Hawking plants dressed up to look like meat was so 2020. Carnivore is disrupting the vegan market by hawking meat dressed up to look like plants dressed up to look like meat. So get your portfolio up to date with the latest soon-to-be trend, because exploiting the fake virtue signaling vegan demographic can be a profitable business model. Carnivore. Meet the moment. Wow. Wow. Bravo. That was confusing. Very well done. Yeah. Salim, originally from Burlington, Vermont, the CEO of Zownet, Z-O-W-N uh, dot I-T. Thank you for submitting a pitch. And, you know, anybody who's a listener to the show can submit a pitch. Uh, see if you can outdoor Salim. It'll be hard. Mm-hmm. But see if you, can, uh, if you can really, you know, belly up to the bar and, uh, and you know, really just pitch your heart out. Yeah, the you deeds, know? Like, uh, Let's face it. We're not getting any real work done. No, not yeah. this year. Um, yeah. yeah, the deets for submitting your own pitch, oh, yes, whether it you. be via text or, you know, whether you type it out and have us read it, or if you want to send in a voice note um, or yes. record it and then send yeah. in audio, you can do all that. The details are in the show notes. You can email lmaucast at gmail.com. That is correct. That is correct. Well, thank you. Uh, well, that... Uh... Man, you know what I really liked about, about uh, what I yeah, really liked about yeah. that was the completely unnecessary use of machine learning and AI. Totally, totally. it has yeah. to be in there. But well, you know, like, and I actually I think there's something topical I can kind of close this out with here. So, you know, I had read this pitch in advance because I'm the guy that reads the pitches, and I thought it'd be good. You know, I knew it'd be a hit, and I thought it'd be good to have somebody come in and give a sort of a reaction to it. So I invited a, a guest in who also uh, 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 really loves. Uh, meet Elizabeth Holmes. Thank you for joining us oh, in wow. the uh, in the podcast. Uh, hello, <laughs> it's so good to be here. Yeah, Elizabeth, I heard that you uh, that you also were sort of a, a fan of meat, and so I thought you probably yes, yes. This 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 pitch was very good. Uh, well, yeah. What do you like so much about uh, uh, what do you like so much about carnivore and their idea? Like, what do you think is really making it strong? The blood. <laughs> I like the blood. You like uh, you like how how rare. It is. <laughs> okay, that's that's it. We're done. <laughs>